Hello, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Alex Corright, and this is where you can find my life, my writings, and unsolicited opinions on all sorts of things. Today's unsolicited opinion is coming from Avatar The Last Airbender and Netflix's upcoming adaptation of the property. This is a bit of a controversial subject, so stick around, and I hope you guys enjoy. As many of you may know, there is a live-action adaptation of Avatar The Last Airbender currently in production at Netflix. In recent news, the original creators of the show, Michael Dante DiMartino and Brian Konietzko, I think I just butchered those names, Anyway, they were originally working on this project, but they recently announced that they would be stepping away from it entirely, giving statements on both of their personal Instagrams, explaining to fans with as much detail as they were allowed exactly why they decided to step away. If you want to read their full statements, drop by their personal Instagrams and take a look for yourself. Basically, they opted out because they were entirely unhappy with the direction of the production and they didn't want their name on it anymore at all. They could no longer stomach it. I know a lot of fans are really upset about this development, but that's not going to be the focus of this piece. What I want to discuss is why a live action adaptation of this show, as well as many other animated properties, are often doomed from the start when they try to take them from the animated screen to the live action screen. You see, there's a purity in animation, especially when it comes to a lot of our most beloved animated IPs. The main plot of Avatar is a good one. But is that really what makes the show so unique and so special to so many people? Is the plot alone what endears us? The answer is a resounding no. Hugely successful IPs like Avatar are one in a million, and when one skyrockets to popularity in the way that Avatar did, it's safe to assume that there might have been a secret sauce, something that made it special. One element, or even a combination of them, that keeps drawing in new fans year after year. Avatar is timeless. In a way, adapting animation to live action is disrespectful to its core. There's sort of an implication that the new version can equal the original or even surpass it. Beyond that, it can be kind of hard to get behind a production like this because the only real reason for Netflix doing this is money. It's the only thing that makes sense. It creates a sort of distrust between fans and the studio from the start and almost confirms that there's probably going to be a lot of discourse and disagreement among the fans about how this property ends up. There's going to be a lot of splitting among fans, and that's not really healthy for any viewer base. I mean, just look at the Star Wars series. <laughs> See, any production, whether live action or animated, is going to be a product of its time, and you can't take that away. Avatar is timeless, but it's still of a certain era. You won't find artists repainting their most famous work in a different style or with different brushes. You can add to it. You can even make sequels that expand on the world, but tainting the medium itself rarely sits well. The medium matters. What Netflix doesn't understand is that the things that made Avatar so special in the first place are things that are really hard to create. I would even say you can't recreate them at all. Sure, its element-bending magic system and the tyranny of the Fire Nation are well-written, but the original script was made for its medium. It got away with things that a live-action couldn't. It found magic in little things that other attempts struggled to create. There's a reason that The Legend of Korra sees far less praise than Avatar. When you first saw Avatar, there was a special magic to it. It wasn't the words of the script that sold the show, it was the execution, and that lies in the hands of the voice actors and animators, the visual artists that bring these characters to life. We don't love Aang because he has cool superpowers. We love him because he's adorable and strong and pure of heart. And without the interpretation brought to us by the voice actors and the visual artists, 
oozing personality through physical and tonal expression, we might not have fallen in love with him in the first place. We love Sokka's awful jokes and Toph's deadpan blind references. <laughs> Did the words look good on the page? Yeah, maybe, but it was really the delivery that sold us. The presentation to the viewer is everything. It was the self-awareness and the animated medium's ability to go places that a live action can't that really sold us. The story is really important, but without the lens through which we experience it, that being the performance, it loses a part of its soul. In art, portrayal is everything. This is especially important when the original interpretation strikes gold and infiltrates the hearts of millions. I can't name a single person that wants to see Wolverine portrayed by anyone other than Hugh Jackman, or Gandalf as any other than Sir Ian McKellen. There are some things that are simply ill-advised. Now, if circumstances were different, it might would be that there's still hope for this live-action adaptation to at least be okay. Though, I'll admit, even with the original creators on board, I was never too keen on it. But now, with recent developments, there's a dark cloud that's going to hang over this production until it's released. The creators themselves disliked the direction of this production so much that they wanted their names wiped from it entirely. And while the creator's involvement on a project like this might not be paramount, their blessing is, and these guys have not given their blessing to this show. Remakes rarely win awards, and I frankly have no faith in Netflix's ability to see this one through. We've seen what can happen to a franchise when big business gets a hold and improperly milks it. <coughs> Star Wars. Business giants like Netflix have a reputation for being unable to read the room or even pay the slightest respect to the actual art of cinema at all. So it's not surprising that they would go ahead with a project like this, but it's sad that they couldn't just move on with this series and tell us a new story set within the Avatar universe. Pick up where you left off. Do something new and exciting. Contribute something to the world rather than just milking what came before. We all want more Avatar, but this is not what we asked for. This live-action adaptation may snag a few new casual viewers, but I get the feeling a lot of original fans are going to watch this with a really bad taste in their mouths. It's a sad state of things when the easy green light projects are simply remakes of past successes, but we've been living in that version of Hollywood for a while now, so it doesn't exactly come as a surprise. I guess I just hope that one day things change. I hope that when it comes to this new monstrosity, we simply vote with our views and don't watch. It's the only way they'll ever change. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave a five-star review and subscribe on whatever your podcast provider is. And I will see you guys in the next episode.